This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and another installment of Bullet Points. Bullet Points is the midweek show where I share with you a little bit of the behind the scenes of what's going on on The Emma Gunn Show. And to that end, you have been really involved in this week's Bullet Points because lots of you got in touch about the episode I last published, which was the third installment of 12 Habits about reducing our phone usage. So I have a dark history with moaning read I've done it a lot in my life but as Dolly Parton said in the seminal film about calling radio shows straight talk it's a classic please go and watch it pee or get off the potty so I try not to share when I'm feeling certain kinds of feelings and instead try to focus on what I can do but a few of you wrote to me this week because you heard the frustration in my voice when I was talking about the phone habit and you very very kindly took the time to get in touch and actually the thing that I got most which warmed my cold black heart was that you sent me screen grabs of your reduced screen time one person had reduced it by nearly 80%. I say nearly 80%. I think it was 79, but I mean, that's 80%, which was incredible. And this was just by using the tips and techniques I've mentioned in the second episode. So it was so wonderful to hear that someone else had shaved off nearly half an hour from their daily use. And so there was me being all frustrated and sort of stomping my feet and being a bit sulky. And it was so kind of you to let me know that actually the second episode where I'd shared the different techniques had been really helpful. And one listener emailed me and I wanted to share her thoughts because I thought it really kind of uh, embodied what I'm feeling about it, but also seems to be uh, what a lot of you are feeling about it based on the DMs I'm getting. And it's basically that she has a very Jekyll and Hyde relationship with her phone. When she's happy and engaging with friends, then she rarely picks it up. However, on her own, when she's feeling low, lost or fearful, it's the ultimate automatic distraction and she can lose hours. I can totally relate to that. And so what she said was, my tuppence worth on the question of is reduced phone use a realistic habit or something bigger is this? Yes and no. I think we can work at more granular habits. For example, not sleeping with our phone in the room, not taking the phone with us when we do X, Y 
or Z, not picking up the phone while eating meals or keeping phone out of arm's reach while watching TV, but trying to reduce it in general needs some self-reflection on what, what we want to be doing instead. And so that's what I really was trying to say as well with how I want the habit series for the rest of the year to move forward. And that's in a positive way. This one has definitely felt like a Debbie Downer. And it's almost like we're telling ourselves off at the starting point, I have to do something less or I'm doing this wrong or I'm doing this too much. It kind of had a bit of a negative sting in the tail, which I didn't realize until I got underway. So you have my word and I know we're choosing them together, but the habits moving forward will be more like the Vedic meditation one or uh, meditation one in that it will be about learning something to enhance and improve our lives. And I know that reducing phone use has the potential to enhance and enhance and improve our lives, but it just comes at it from a different angle. And I just didn't like the taste. I've got to be honest, didn't really like the taste, the smell or the feeling. So, um, and as she rightly says, if we pick up if the other 11 habits mean that we're doing things, we're distracted, we're engaged in other ways, in more positive ways, then inevitably our phone usage will reduce, which I just thought was a brilliant uh, insight. And also this particular listener had been using Forest, which is the app I mentioned in that second episode, which is the one where you turn it on, you plant a seed, and the longer that you leave your phone, the more the seed grows. And if you pick up your phone, then the plant withers and dies. And so uh, according to this listener, um, it's been brilliant and has uh, stopped her phone creeping into moments when she has other things to do. So perfect. So that is, that's everything about habits, but thank you for everyone who has used those tips, who's found them really helpful and who has taken the time to get in touch genuinely. It means such a lot. And don't forget, we're going to be embarking on our third habit soon. So have a think and don't forget that we're doing things to add to our lives, enhance them and make us feel excellent. So all suggestions welcome. I will put a poll in the Facebook group shortly and uh, you can weigh in and let me know. You've also very kindly taken the time to feedback on the episode with registered nutritionist Rhiannon Lambert. So many lovely messages about how helpful the conversation was and lots of you saying that you've bought the book and are finding it really helpful. And I think in the main, the majority of feedback was how wonderful it was to hear somebody so highly qualified talk about the emotional aspect of food and nutrition and the the nonsense of the aesthetics of how we look and how that can be the way that we judge someone's quality of life, quality of health. And Rhiannon really nailed that. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, then please do go and check it out. But it kind of, uh, as a side note, and I guess just between us, it made me think about something else because I'm pretty stern when it comes to who I'll have on the show and who I won't. And I... (laughs) I'm sure that doesn't make me extremely popular with lots of people, but I am. I'm really stern. I have high standards for my guests. So um, who I will and won't have on the show is kind of something I'm, I'm pretty rigid about. And recently I've been approached by people who sit in the wellness space, who message me or tell me, or their PRs message me and tell me that they would be a perfect fit for the show. A lot of the time it's, this is the guest that you've been looking for. And when I investigate a little further... I would say 75 to 80% of these people are occupying a space. And let's take nutrition because that's a great example because we've just spoken about Rhiannon, who is highly, highly qualified. So um, 
let's take that space of nutritionist and they're coming at it from the this worked for me and is how I turned my life around and I'd love to share that with your listeners approach so there's no formal education there's no higher education there are no qualifications there's no uh, evidence of their results either whereas with Rhiannon she has a clinic where she has many many uh, proven cases where she's helped people with their health and um, not just testimonials but things that she can prove with data and I have to be honest it throws me into something of a spin because I, I don't really like saying no I don't like being unpopular or having to say to somebody oh no sorry and um, I have high standards for my guests because ultimately I'm sharing them with you my most excellent listeners and as RuPaul once said on Drag Race I'm not going to steer you wrong not for no goddamn tv show so <clears throat> I'm not going to steer you wrong, not for no goddamn podcast. And people's anecdotal experience has value, please don't get me wrong, but when that anecdotal experience is shared by someone who has the gift of the gab, has a media machine behind them, looks the way the media like people to look, has a really impressive and highly organised and highly um, designed and curated social media feed, it can imply a legitimacy that when you scratch beneath the surface, just isn't there. So case in point, I was approached by someone this week who wanted to be a guest on the podcast and directed me to their website, which I looked at and thought, here we go again. And so I replied that I really appreciated them getting in touch. I didn't think this show was the right fit because I'm an advocate of evidence-based approaches and I wish them all the best. They then replied saying I was totally right and they weren't woo-woo. And they directed me to, and I quote, an informal study in a peer-reviewed journal, which again, I followed the link and I took a look at. And uh, side note, I got a second opinion from my clever friend, Claire Falk Coleman, who confirmed it was an article, I think self-written, featuring testimonials. So doesn't have that peer review, doesn't have that evidence-based, doesn't have evidence behind it, basically. So again, I replied, I thanked them for their time, but said it didn't look like a peer review, any sort of peer reviewed content I'd seen before. But when they did have information with more evidence, I would love for them to share it. And then comes the irritated message because I haven't said yes, telling telling me I did say it was informal. And in this case, the unfollow, which obviously I didn't really particularly mind, but it's sort of it's frustrating, isn't it? it kind of tells you a lot. And it does make me wonder whether this is something that only gets directed at women and therefore as a female podcaster with a history in the beauty industry, whether that's why I'm often approached because I can tell you that after searching for these people and there's a lot of them who are in my inbox on podcast platforms, not one of them has been on any of the male hosted podcasts that occupy a similar space to this podcast. If you think about the kind of guests that I've had on. Wim Hof, Gillian Michaels, Chris Voss, the FBI negotiator, Evie Pomporis, the former Secret Service agent. A lot of the shows that have also featured those guys, they are not featuring the people that I am also saying no to. And it does make me wonder, is it because these people don't approach those podcasts or is it because these podcasts also say no? Probably a little bit of both, but there's just been a flurry of it recently. And it was something that I was thinking about. Like I said, it's between us. I'm sort of thinking out loud here, but it has made me want to unpick this and to chat to some of my learned friends because this little nugget of a thought might, you never know, turn into an episode. And I'm going to canvas my mates in the industry and ask them what they think. Is it that women are targeted more by these more anecdotal gurus, self-appointed gurus? And if so, what can we do to make sure that we're only sharing appropriate 
information with the people who follow us because that's I mean it's great to build a following but only if you're giving them something of value and something that can be helpful right so I'd be really interested to know what you think so if you have any thoughts on this please email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and put bullet points in the subject line that whizzes you straight up to the top of my inbox do you think there are too many self-appointed gurus out there cashing in on being able to help in inverted commas but only with the tools they've used to help themselves are there self-appointed gurus who are excellent at social media but maybe just repeat the same thing over and over again and leave you with very little don't actually give you many tools to to help yourself in the way that maybe you think that their content implies that they could I would just really, really like to hear from you. And if you may remember, probably about this time last year, I did an episode called Choose Your Gurus Wisely. So this is something that's been bubbling up for a while. Um, Just those people out there who... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I hate to say it, but screw it, I'm going to say it. Um, Maybe they are more likely to capture the attention of people who are vulnerable and therefore exploit those people. And you might not even know what those vulnerabilities are, but... um, I it makes me it makes me a guard dog and I don't mind being a guard dog about it actually I have to say I'd rather be a guard dog than be a pushover and share somebody who was ultimately unhelpful and was just looking at my audience as a potential revenue stream uh, that would make me mad um okay <laughs> I think I've I think I've made myself clear on that don't forget email me thebeautypodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts about that put bullet points in the title I would love to hear what you think now before I leave you I wanted to share with you who is on Sunday's show and Sal the career moment klaxon because da, 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 Sunday's guest is Ruby Wax <laughs> and boy what a show it is although you nearly didn't get a conversation with Ruby about her book and now for the good news because as we got on zoom we just deep dived into makeup she was like what are you wearing what's on your skin it's really glowing so then I was getting out products and saying oh and this is how you apply it and sort of doing a mini tutorial um, but we did record uh, but I did end up sending her links to various makeup including the Glossier solar paints which I think she went on to buy but anyway so um, what we talk about on the show on Sunday her book is the perfect antidote to all the heavy hard and let's face it bad news out there there is good news to be found but you wouldn't know it if you look at mainstream media for example so when so ruby essentially went on a global search to find all the good things that are happening and that's what we talk about in the episode because there is a lot to be excited about there's a lot to be hopeful about there's a lot to feel positive about but the world can sometimes see quite seem quite bleak if you are plugged into like I said mainstream media so everything from the way businesses are being beginning to shift into a far less corporate vibe so where they support staff where they nurture talent where the emphasis is on people's well-being as well as productivity but not in the way that the traditional business model might have it to communities that are just that so communities who support each other she talks about this incredible place in London where the houses have been built so that they all face onto each other so that kids can play in the middle and everyone looks out for each other 
unlike the model that we kind of have at the moment, which is that everyone's house is its own micro um, micro community. It's like its own little self-contained uh, little planet and everything is very separate. This is about bringing communities back together again, which is lovely. And these are growing up all over the world, but they're in central London. I wouldn't even have known that it was there. Then there's the environmental solutions and the people behind them that Ruby's interviewed and spoken to who are doing great work in the fight against global warming and so much more. So I am so happy to be sharing this ray of sunshine and this ray of positive light through my conversation with Ruby, which you'll be able to hear on Sunday. So get excited. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that it goes straight into your podcast app as soon as it goes live. And let me know if there's anything you want to tell me about the habits, Rhiannon's episode, anything you have to say about self-appointed gurus or anyone you would like to get me on the podcast in the coming months so that we can share some really wonderful stories, some excellent people, experts, and learn and improve and just just channel the best version of ourselves let me know thank you so much for listening i never take your time for granted i appreciate it hugely i will see you on the next one Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.